Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana and Robin embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we are reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Alston. Today, we are discussing Chapter 30. Portia is somewhere hanging out with Madame Violet, but she will be back next week. All right, so what we discussed last week, um, there was a hybrid attack on the Bureau. Gasp. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the safest place, <laughs> but yikes. Um, we have Magnus, played by Henry Simmons, um, looking out for Amari. Have he has a he has his own stun axe, um, you know the other agents are there too, but they Magnus don't is really they don't they're fine whatever. But Magnus I mean, is really out know. of here. They're getting the kids to safety. And they all that played and a like, role. I they guess. did what they you know they were fine. they did their best. They did their best. The Rangers the Rangers came too and helped out mm-hmm. with their phoenixes doing dive bombs. That was kind of tight. Um, it was tight. It wasn't what Magnus was, cool. was doing, but it wasn't an, an attempt was, was made. It was helpful, you know? It was helpful. Backup, it was backup helpful. is important, you know? Everyone um, needs a sidekick. Everyone needs yeah. uh, some backup. <laughs> um, and then Moreau's apprentice makes an appearance. Um, Amari and Dylan run after them. And then it is revealed that the apprentice is Maria Van Helsing. And not only is it Maria Van Helsing, but she has taken the black book. So... We're in some deep doo-doo. We have been bewitched, bamboozled, led astray. Yeah. <laughs> hate that. Hate that for for us. Yeah. Mostly them in the bureau, but for us too. I I'm I'm not a good yeah. look. It's not a it's not they're they're you know, they're struggling. Yeah. But what can you do? Keep on keeping on. Um, all right, so chapter 30 is what we are on. Um so basically they're scrambling because they were not prepared for this attack, obviously. Um so <laughs> Chief Crow is kind of talking about like they're trying to figure out how the hybrids get got in. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out the they're investigating like what happened, what went wrong. Um, all the trainees. Where did our systems fall apart? Exactly. I can tell you one place that their systems failed. They don't got no magicians in their camp, so they don't know what they're capable of. of This is really the, this is the chapter where I was just like, honestly fed up. Not gonna lie. (laughs) I I was just like, I was like, are y'all for real? I'm pretty sure I know exactly what line to, because I was like, you have got to be kidding. Like, huh? You never even, Okay. This is a Wendy's. Come on. You've never heard this the phrase, y'all know your do. enemy. Know your enemy, even. Even what? if you're going to be... Okay, that's... We're going to we'll bottle we'll get that. There. We'll bottle it. We'll come back. Um, <laughs> so all the trainees and junior personnel um, are to remain in their dormitories unless they have an express permission to do otherwise. Dinner will be de- delivered directly into your rooms. I will say, we talk a lot of mess about the Bureau and we'll keep seeing through the chapter and I think next one too. We talk a lot about the beer about the bureau and like how they be tripping but i will say they take the safety of the kids very seriously and so Mm -hmm. it's very even though it like provides obstacles for amari obviously like 
it's really refreshing to see that they're like, no, even the junior agents and junior, like whatever from their junior, you know, from, from any of the things yeah. like y'all are still kids. We're not about to like have you out here um, while we're trying to deal with this. Like we you don't even evacuated. know what happened. So like, yeah, yeah, it's like they are the main, the first people that are being evacuated. They're now like stuck in their dormitories until they know it's safe They're You know what I mean? Like all of these protocols. Um, I just, I appreciate that on, like a general level even though they be tripping on other levels <laughs> i agree um, i will also say and this is just because i am who i am i love a DoorDash. yeah i love a delivery to my yeah, room absolutely so 100%. i'm like also glad about like like you said like they they're worried their goal is to keep them safe but they're not like get in your room and then we forget all about you you know what i right. mean they're still like we need to make sure that they're safe and healthy and eating <laughs> Um, because the last thing you want is some hungry kids sneaking out so they can go get some food. Come on. You know? Because you know I would have been done. <laughs> I'd have been like, you know what? <laughs> we like Bertha, so you sure we can't just sneak up to the kitchen of the cafeteria? Y'all don't want to just take us on a field trip? No? Damn. So, um, so Amari's, or Elsie asks Amari, like, what's wrong? Um, because she's been pacing nonstop since she got to the room. And Amari is like, honestly, she's mad <laughs> it's really the situation yeah. um she now that she knows it's like confirmed that maria is the magician's apprentice like she betrayed quentin like is the reason why her brother is missing or like worse um and so she's just kind of like getting worked up um her aura is red is what elsie says um and like the reddest she's ever seen so she's like no amari like please stop <laughs> tell me what's going on because clearly you were about to like you're about to blow so then amari finally tells her pretty much everything um which isn't you know like elsie knows a lot but she had been keeping the thing about maria a secret to like um appease dylan so yeah at this point she's like i'm telling you what you know she, what happened we have limits you know what i'm saying and i think uh, like point. one thing i like about amari and we've talked about like kind of her moral code and how she's always trying if when she found out that maria was a magician mm-hmm. you know her first thing was like i don't want to just like ascribe malice to her right and i didn't have a choice with people finding out that i'm a magician but dylan has had this choice and he doesn't want people to know i understand why he doesn't want people to know it's it's not my place to tell like there's just like instances of of amari being very empathetic and thoughtful and like Mm -hmm. careful with other people's secrets right but then you there there is always a point when which it's like okay well now you're keeping your secret is a danger to me and and mine right and she's not blasting it out to everyone she's gonna tell who she thinks is going to best help her but also at this point it's kind of been revealed like the, the it hasn't yeah. been like spread across the bureau but Elsie could potentially find out anyway yeah um, i mean well at, at the point. point where the people that saw all of the trainees were most of the trainees were Weren't evacuated there. at that point yeah. and so it's, it has been it is like a little bit less than an open secret because the people that do know are the like I think mostly investigators from the bureau, but there are people in the bureau mm-hmm. um, who were there, and then the you know top level people I'm sure know by now, and they're not gonna blast that information because they're in the middle of an investigation, and 
Um, we've talked about like with Amari, like the end of the day, she has her own investigation to run and she's mm-hmm. going to keep your secrets when it doesn't, when it's not relevant to her investigation, if it's not stopping her from finding Quentin. But now it's like, no, me and Elsie have been on this trail and she needs to know. And it's, yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate that. So, yeah. So they're, they're talking about that. Um, and then Bertha interrupts uh, with like knocking on the door um, and says that Amari's presence has been requested by special agent Magnus ASAP. So Amari hurries out. Um, she takes Lucy, the elevator who has a bunch of questions that Amari does not know the answer to or can't answer. Um, and, but then she goes quiet when they get to the department of supernatural investigations An agent steps into the elevator and is like, state your business. When Amari tells him she's there to see Magnus, he like taps the earpiece and is like, I've got Peters here to see agent Magnus confirm. So everything is like, super, you can't just be walking around. They're very serious. They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not looking the other way we're not letting that mm, slide what no, are you doing i need to here? know specifically you where to you need here? to go i need to confirm it i need to where make are you sure going? like yeah um he's like do you know the way when she confirms that then he's like go straight to his office and then come right back to this lobby understand she says yes sir and then he lets her go so it's very serious out here um so she goes through the lobby into the main hallway. The whole area is a mess. There's papers everywhere. Big chunks of the wall dented or missing entirely. Um, it looks like a bomb went off and there isn't a person in sight. So the she's, she's did some work. They were they were very serious. <laughs> they were really out here. Um, so they walk. She walks around the U to the offices, um, and she's just kind of feeling like sad about it um like she's like this place belonged to my brother and i've worked this summer to make it belong to me too um so like she actually is feeling you know feeling an attachment to this place and like feels like this is her her not home but home. yeah i was like not home because it is it's a place of work but like it's it's important to her um uh here goes comes director van helsing uh in the hallway surrounded by other agents he does a double take when he sees Amari and is like, what on earth are you doing here? When she like explains, he's like, whatever business you have, make it quick. We'll be locking down the entire bureau within the hour. Um, so this is like, I. it's funny because in my notes I wrote, he's less hostile, but that all is like moot by the end of the chapter. So like, I was like, yeah, no, I was like he's say- probably feeling like, like embarrassed and like, feeling like a fool um but yeah I was also gonna note that I was like you know I was really shocked when I got to this point in the chapter because I was like oh is he eating crow right Uh, literally um (laughs) and is he it's it's difficult right because like there are people who just will refuse to believe that they have ever been wrong done wrong whatever but there are moments in which you get confronted with your failings right and so Mm -hmm. i was when you get to this point i was like oh is he going to actually confront his role in this and like where he could have where he might have made mistakes where he could have done better um spoiler alert nah (laughs) but it's but it's still i also think there was a moment 
like there's a moment but also i think that this and then the one in when the attack is happening and he has amari go on with the rest of the like there's a moment yeah. where he looks at her and he's like hurry up before you get left or whatever to evacuate like i do think and this isn't uh like i think he's just a straight up bigot whatever but he does do his job in the fact that like again we were talking about like the kids making sure they're safe he does i don't know that he cares particularly if amari specifically is safe but as his role as director and at like within this like you know within this space i think part of it was also just like you're not supposed to be here y'all are supposed to be on lockdown whatever um yeah but that doesn't stop him it's like separate from him also being like you're a magician and I hate y'all. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's one of those things where I'm not a hundred percent sure about this. And I and I don't think that it is valid. Mm-hmm. Because I think bigots like will tell themselves this all the time. And they, right, it's like they the think it feels better when nice. they when they say like when it's yeah, nice versus kind and all that stuff, but it's also like I just don't want you here in my space. Like, I, you can exist. That's fine. Just I don't want to have to see or acknowledge mm-hmm. you. So I don't wish you harm. Right. Which, is Which all of my lie, actions but... disprove them <laughs> lie, right? That's why I'm like, I'm like, it's very difficult to kind of like, like to separate. There are like, I think, levels to bigotry and hatred and, and, and all of these there's levels to humanity, right? Where it's like, I can be hateful and not want to be violent. I can be, you know, prejudiced or exclusionary and not want violence. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, the, like there's tons of people who are like, if you sent, I don't know how they would do this, but if you sent every person of color back to their ethnic origins and, out of my line of sight and I was able to just exist in this homogeneous world um, and and know intellectually that there are different people out here but never have to confront them, they would be happy, right? Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't go so far as like genocide or whatever. That's not realistic. It's not helpful. It's not nice. It's not kind. You don't get any cookies for that. But it right. doesn't reach the level of like, I would like you to all be exterminated off the face of the planet, Right. So it's a level type of thing. I'm not trying to give kudos for it. That's what I'm saying. It's not to give kudos. It's literally just to point out. Like, (laughs) I'm only pointing it out. I don't think it matters (laughs) in the long run. It doesn't actually matter. He still is a vile human being. So, and he'll continue to prove that. It's not like this is like where he changes. It's not like, oh, this is the end. Or even if he never changed, but then decided, you know what? I'm gonna just be quiet because my family is clearly on some on dirt right now um even yeah. if it was that it wouldn't change how i feel about him but he doesn't decide to shut his mouth so no we'll just but we had know. a moment of hope like we both we had a moment of like, like oh, hmm, this... maybe not introspection but at least like <laughs> the start of <laughs> quiet. you know at least quiet yeah <laughs> like sometimes quiet. it's just, uh, sh- just stop talking um so yeah so amari goes to uh, finally gets to Agent Magnus's door and she's rushed inside. Um, the office looks like a hybrid got loose in here too. Their file folders scattered across his desk. The floor is covered in loose papers. Amari's like, Maria, it was her all along. Magnus says, I won't lie and tell you it don't break my heart, but there 
will be plenty of time for the cursing and shouting. Right now, we need to focus on our next move. He places the briefcase, uh, with the Quentin's briefcase, on the desk. Um, and then he goes to his uh, keyboard, pulls up her bureau webpage, and says, good, all four of us judges submitted our marks before the hybrid attack. Um, which, you know, she did have a little time because she was feeling, yeah. she was taking in the moment before. So we get the results for her, um, for the trials, or for her tryouts. Um, she passed the first two tryouts, as we know. Um, in the finale, she got a 91% in her supernatural knowledge score. Um, the stun, the stun stick duels was a two wins, zero losses. And then the supernatural demonstration, um, she got three out of four passing marks. So from Magnus, she got excellent. From Fiona, she got excellent. From Cozy, she got satisfactory. He sounds like a hater, but not a big like not. <laughs> he was like, you know like what? A, it was still good like though. It, but I, but you know, fact but it was that. impressive. Like he did. He, <laughs> yeah. he, she did. She did well. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it, but she did do something. She she um, did what she did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, she met the criteria. Um, and then Van Helsing failed her completely because, again, as we Hater. know, certified in the board of hateration in in um, the Hall of Fame of haters. Mm-hmm. A lot of Chappelle skit. Yep. Um, Trainee Peters has met all requirements for promotion. Uh, Magnus tells her not to worry about the fail. Um, you only need three out of four to pass this year. Fiona made that rule change early because she thought the director might not give her give Amari a fair shake. And I just, I was thinking about. I the fact mess that, with like, them. <laughs> I like I mess with them, but also the fact that like you are so known and. I, I don't know. I feel like I've had this kind of boss before. I talk to my friends all the time about having this where you kind of manage up or manage around your boss and you know mm-hmm. exactly what their failings are and you know exactly the crap that they're going to try to pull. Mm-hmm. And so you have you built have in like stuff prepared and built mitigate. in to, yep. yeah. Cause you like, mm, at some point this is, and like to, the fact that they like knew from job. probably from the, from the moment she got her supernatural ability and like, I would probably not, maybe not in the moment she got super. I think after they talked at the, because remember they all had the conversation and Fiona read her yeah. and all that. I think after that they were like, okay, we're gonna have to, <laughs> we have to help this girl out because this man. Well, maybe I think they said we were gonna have to help her out, but then as soon as she declared for, yeah, the, the Department of Supernatural yeah. Investigations, I think that's when they were, they were like, like, okay, all right, we got to make sure that she can, and like I just. Magnus and mess with it, but it's also top like tier, top tier adults in fiction. <laughs> yeah, seriously, but it's also to me, it's like imagine being so universally known. Mm-hmm. Like your hater, your haterism is like clock. Like they can count on it. Like yep. death and taxes. Yep. <laughs> like, mm. One thing we know is gonna happen is Van Helsing's gonna be a hater. Yeah, we don't know how he gonna no. do it. But we, whatever chance they, they looked at the whole like, okay, this is how we have laid out the the summer camp and, and the the trials and which where the places she wasn't even supposed to do. Up. She wasn't even supposed to do the supernatural demonstration. So they were like, no. she said just in case mm-hmm. somehow because she wasn't even supposed to be able to do it in the first place. 
So, yeah. They, I, they cross, dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. They said mm-hmm. if there is a place in which he is, he can pull some shenanigans. Yeah. And I love that. Like, when they said we're going to make sure. again. Okay. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. I really love that they were like serious when they told her they were going to figure out. Yeah, do like look out for her. We'll do what we can, yeah. and they meant that. <laughs> and they did it. Um, so then Magnus is like, "You done good, kid." Um, then he puts a finger, or he types her his name behind beside promoting agent and taps enter. Then he puts his finger to her moonstone badge and says, "By the power vested in me as a training agent, I promote you, Amari Peters, to junior agent." So her badge warps from a circle into an oval. Um, the Department of supernatural investigations engraved above an image of an evenly evenly weighted balance and then the bureau of supernatural affairs is etched across the bottom so we out here she's been promoted and i actually like really love that uh like the way that the badge changes it's like a really easy way to distinguish between like a trainee and a agent um like that was pretty clever so now that she's a junior agent more importantly it means that she can open this briefcase the the moments her fingers make content the or make contact with the briefcase the locks click open um which like the fact that these things the magic like instantaneously yeah like the way that they they're like oh we know that you have the clearance for this is like so interesting so yeah, so they there are several folders inside, but at the bottom of the briefcase, there's a manila folder so thin it looks empty, and it's marked key holder. Um, there's a single sheet of paper inside that reads, key holder, Dr. Henry Underhill, MD, shapeshifter, locations, Boonies Medical Clinic. He so, in the Boonies. He's in the Boonies. <laughs> Love it. He's in the Boonies. And he's Underhill. I love Underhill as a uh, Tolkien nerd because that's, um, Robin does not know or care about this, but it's the, like, fake name that Frodo gives when he leaves the Shire initially. He's Mr. Underhill. Oh, well, I know about Underhill because that is the Fey realm. Um, Basically, this dude is undercover, okay? We do not know where he is or who he is because he is... He might have a little bit of Fey in him. Does that mean there's Fey in the story? I think there are. Oh, yeah. I think. I know there's, like, pixies, which is a type yeah, of Yeah, I can't, yeah. But I don't know if there's, like, say the way that there's, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. the weaver and yeah. all of those magical fairy courts, unseely and unseely courts, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. But, but it's possible. They yeah. got, you know, they got a mafia... Yetis, I feel like. Sasquatches. <laughs> <laughs> or Sasquatches, Yeti whatever it was. <laughs> um, so Magnus says he's going to put in a formal request to be allowed to retrieve the black key. And Amari's like, a request? Maria already has the black book. She could be on her way right now. And Magnus yeah. is like, honestly, she could have the black key already. Um, and if that's true, the supernatural world is in a lot of trouble. We can only hope that's not the case. Um, and Amari is like, I'm tired of hoping. Like, we need to She's like, I've been doing that since I got here. Quentin went mincing trying to stop this. Um, but their hands are tied because, again, this is bureaucracy. As caretakers of the Black Book, they're founded on the oath. They can never take the Black Key. It's a whole thing. But the thing is, they don't have the Black Book. So at this point, it feels like if you, I feel like, and, you know, they wrote this thing 
however many centuries ago but i feel like it'd be like oh except when the black book is stolen then yeah you should probably find the black key that should be the like loophole but uh, this kind of reminds me when you were talking about like how like who knows how long ago this was written it reminds me so much of like i don't know who i was talking to but they were like what so we're just supposed to like throw away the constitution i was like yes like I mean, even the founding yes, fathers and, didn't think that we would keep the same kind. Like, I know some of them. I mean, forget them fa- founding fathers, whatever. But I, if some of them yeah. hateful old white men came back today, they'd be like, "You still using that? The ghetto, right? Right? Also, like, like that's what the amendments are for. Like, yeah, like that's why they just were like, you know, so... we actually need to edit this thing, and we're going to but... in a minute see the." the depth of how little they know about magicianship and what is capable and who knows. And that's just like one supernatural. Like I I know that we talk about like, Oh, magicians are born a crime or whatever. And like, um, boogie, boogeyman, I think were created by magicians. Like Mm -hmm. that's just one piece. Like who knows how much other stuff, uh, they don't know about that. They feel very confident that they've figured out. Right. So it's just like, right. Yeah, you need I contingencies mean, and you need yeah, like, exactly. It's like it in theory, yes, we shouldn't go after the black key, but the theory is that we have the black book and those like the underlying principle is that those two things shouldn't be brought together. Mm-hmm. We don't have that one now, so, so shouldn't we have the other? Like, together, <laughs> make like at the end of the day, making sure that those two things are not brought together. Separate. Yeah. So yeah. So they're gonna call. So I'm, Magnus says that if an emergency session is called um, within the World Congress, then they could probably have an answer within 24 hours, which is a whole day, as Amari says. But yeah. Magnus says it's time we can spend gathering as much information as we can. So he's like, we're not just gonna sit around. Sit around. Um, we'll we'll put that in, and we'll also try to figure out more. Um, so he says, we'll try Moreau again, see if we can't get a sense of what Maria is planning to do next. It's a long shot, but he'll probably be in a mood to gloat. Um, so Amari starts to protest, but Agnes is, or er, Magnus, I read Agent Magnus together, but <laughs> Magnus has already pulled out his phone and is like, I need to be connected with the chief immediately. Immediately. So, Yeah. It's a lot. It's. In celebration of eight years of BNC, we've launched our Batty Road Trip Patreon campaign. Help us reach our goal of $1,000 a month in Patreon support by becoming a patron at any tier and stay tuned for fun content, community events, and more all summer long. Head over to www.patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. If you've ever wondered why all the Black kids are watching anime or why K-pop slaps so hard, then Culture by Culture is the podcast for you. Analyze Black and Asian cultural connections with the help of experts, deep dive into culturally significant gateway media, and dig into cultural identities and pop cultural interests of fellow fans. Follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or visit culturexpodcast.com. That's culturex, the letter, the letter X, podcast.com for more info. Culture by Culture, a multidimensional exploration into Black and Asian pop cultural ties.
All right, so now we're going to Blackstone Prison. <laughs> Lord we're Kensington uh, is is taking them back, uh, taking them down, um, while the Bureau waits to hear back from the Supernatural World Congress. Um, so Amari's like kind of doubting that Moreau is going to tell them anything useful, but she's like, you know, it's worth it's better than like not doing anything at all. Um, yeah. So better than the alternative. Yeah. Um, Lord Kensington is asking how the hybrids even got in. Um, and Magnus says somebody shut off our shields, but only a few people have access to those codes. And I trust any of them with my life. Did Maria have the shield codes? Amari asks. Yeah, every special agent does in case of emergency, but her codes would have been deactivated the moment she and Quentin were declared missing in action. The main computer would have done that automatically. Um, Here's my thing, though. Yes, they were declared missing, so she she did. But why does every agent need access to the shield code? I think it's every special agent, but... But like it not the junior like agents and not the, how many probably a lot i don't know how many special agents there it, are it still feels like too many he said that and i was like you trust a lot of people with your life yeah. <laughs> for an agent like i just feel like hmm. <laughs> we'll just have a little bit more uh but maybe there's less than we think it. you know there's and it's not even that you couldn't trust all those people with your life but it just gives you that many more targets but if not if but not if if you go missing and the thing is deactivated then it's like i think they probably have different codes you know what i mean well they so all they don't it know sounds like they all have codes. yes but I, what i'm saying is they're or he's thinking about it as if the only way that those codes could be getting is if the agents voluntarily gave them up and yes that's one way but it's mm. also like Moreau has already shown that he'll kidnap people, hold them hostage. Like there's the coerce people. It just feels like having that many people have access to something that important, your shields makes that many people more people targets. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah. You know? And like, yes, Maria once they were declared missing, but it took them how long to declare them missing? Like it's weeks, right? Mm-hmm. You could snatch I, them. Well, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, t- it takes some time, right? So you could have mm-hmm. snatched in that hybrid attack or the first hybrid attack, the one or the, the last one where they went after all of the legacy families. You could have snatched someone up who was a special agent, mm-hmm. got the codes. Mess with, I'm assuming you can mess with their memories because they were threatening Amari messing with memories all the time. You're not the only ones that probably mess with people's memories, Bureau right <laughs> if they go send them back and all the chaos and then like boom yeah it just feels like there's too many i holes. i a criminal mastermind <laughs> have thought of like 15 <laughs> different holes in this or 15 different ways this this foolproof safety protocol can be yeah like challenged not to so. mention not to mention that uh maria is a magician um, and that she would need codes to shut down the, defi- the, the defenses. Um, and for a moment, Magnus stares incredulous. And then he says, you're telling me magicians have the power to control computers with their magic? Amari says, it's called tech magic. Um, and he's like, how do you know this? Um, how do you and not? Just- and that's my thing. I'm just like, y'all never thought. 
like you know how how dangerous you are right you've heard all the stories so i think in their heads they're like okay there's the blood magic there's the like you know vampire spell there's illusionist since that's what amari is that's it you didn't think we should research what else is out there like literally know your enemy if this is like i mean i guess their whole system is just like oh you're a magician we're gonna lock you up or we're gonna like regulate you in whatever kind of way but not to actually figure out how their powers work so that you could defend against your like main reason for existing (laughs) like literally the main reason for y'all existing yeah so and y'all don't know about tech magic that's crazy and you're not teaching your age you're not teaching anyone about these things you're just like no it's evil that's it yeah and then like the like and i know that magnus is not i mean he's like we just spent, spent so much time praising him he's one of, he's a good egg it's not um, yeah i'm like i don't even think that's a, on him specifically i just think no. it's like the bureau overall like y'all are not teaching the your people this no wonder you got broken. But into. it's also like his first thing is like, well, how do you know this? Like, where did you find this out? It's like, she's not scared of learning more about who she is. Right. You know? And like the idea that it's like, and you should that know. you could like, find it out. You should be sitting here like, dang, how how come we didn't find it out? How did we miss this? Yeah. How did we miss how did this? You find it? Like, how did this 13-year-old find it out before you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, we're even we're still vulnerable even now. We've got to get you kids home and away from danger. Um and Amari's like, you can't send me home, not until not until I found Quentin. You said you let me help. That was before the bureau got turned into a war zone. Um, I owe it to your brother to keep you safe, Amari. And he's like, after we speak to Moreau, I'm personally going to see that you and your mother are placed in a safe location until this is all sorted out. Again, love this. Hate it for her and what she needs to do. Like, <laughs> plot-wise, this is a snag, but in terms of just, like, making sure how she's you okay. actually, yeah, like, this is actually how a person should react. Um, and I like that he included her mom in that and not just, yeah. like, Part of me too is like, it's about time. But then I, you know, it's you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. But also, how how did y'all miss this? But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am I I do I do think that this is like a step in, like you said, bad for Amari plot wise and and for what she's for what her goals are in general. It it, it is a positive, and the fact that like. Magnus thinks about that. I don't know that, or I think maybe I think Fiona would think about it too. But I don't know that like someone else would immediately go to like we need to get these kids out of here. Yeah. Now you know what I mean. So I don't know. They get a they get a E for effort. No. Yeah. 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 I think that they, again, I think that they have good protocols and then they have ones that are silly. (laughs) 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 And that they should do, they should do better. But also some of the things they have work out and, you know, you just have to like 
have both. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So Amari is super annoyed, but you know, it'd be that way sometimes when you're a kid. Um, so they get to Moreau just at like last time he's sitting in a chair facing away from them. Um, they step out of the elevator. Um, and then the moment Amari's foot hits the smooth black floor of the prison, the inside of Moreau's glass cell transforms into a scene of fancy party of a fancy party full of people celebrating. Um, and Moreau appears next to the glass. This, this man is really enjoying himself. Like every time he's like, oh, I'm, I'm chilling. Like <laughs> for what? <laughs> You're doing all this magic and for what? Um, just for the drama. Um, he says, is that Agent Magnus? My, it has been a while, hasn't it? Um, Magnus says, I take it you know why I'm here. I've heard talks from the guards about your precious bureau being attacked and by hybrids, no less. Such pests. I do hope you called the exterminator. Um, enough with the games. We know Maria is trying to resurrect v- Vladimir for you. Tell us how to find her. Um, you know nothing, says Moreau. I do confess myself disappointed. I warned you when you captured me that another would take um would take on the mantle and return us to our former glory um today you show up with your brand new magician in tow it seems oh no he says you laughed at the idea that other magicians existed outside of the bureau's knowledge and today you show up with your brand new magician in tow it's my turn to laugh now so there's literally moreau again he's here for the drama he's like i don't even know why y'all came to me but if you if you want me to laugh it's fine i can do that Moreau looks at Amari and says, you had your chance to choose the winning side. Perhaps we can teach you to be less trusting, but then maybe all Peters are gullible. And Amari kind of reiterates that she's on her brother's side. Moreau shrugs and says, I do appreciate you stopping by, even if it amounted to little more than giggles and grins. And then Amari's whole body goes stiff. She has a full on epiphany. Um, I, I, I see Raven Baxter. Yes. <laughs> definitely giving it's definitely giving that um she hears madam violet's voice in her head an illusionist should never trust that which giggles and grins um the word suddenly makes sense what's the most obvious reason for an illusionist not to trust because we know that eyes can be tricked it's the very first lesson in her spell book never trust take absolutely nothing at face value in viewing anything assume its appearance is false until otherwise proven um, and then she remembers more of what Madame Violet said to her about how when she was living, she would cast her magic into the far future and marvel at the scenes her illusions would show. Um, she says, I saw who you were speaking to, Amari, and the spell you cast. Um, and she's like, but she couldn't have been right now, could she? And then Amari remembers what Moreau said the very first time they met. There will only be one lie between us right after he introduced himself. Her man, it, I would I would have went right over my head. Still, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been like, I, have been like, I was Dang. reading it. I was reading her explain her thought process, and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it, but I'm definitely like, dang. No, I I I got it. It took me, but it took me a minute. I took a like, second to be like, wait, what? No, yeah. I would I would have never gotten that on my own. Um, no. but I love that she did. Um. She got so that Amari, 90 on that test. I'm telling you, Amari is street yeah, smart. She's, she's smart. Book smart. She's smart. She's smart she's, smart. Her brain was hitting the, like, what was it? The her, Mind Palace in Sherlock. It was, it was making right? the clicks and the, it was doing the whole thing. I'm like, ooh. Her okay. brain was braining. The synapses yeah, were firing. Literally, she was galaxy brain. That's what that was. <laughs> um, 
So she turns, she raises her hand towards Moreau, lifts two fingers and says, dispel. The party scene vanishes. All that's left is Moreau in his walking, in his rocking chair. He tries to stand, his body shaking violently. Still, he moves closer, limping on his left side. Um, Magnus is like, what did you do to him? Um, but Amari doesn't answer because she can already see the wrinkles, the gray hair is beginning to fade away. A shorter, paler, much younger man sneers at us. Good, the man grins darkly. Very good. For now, you truly understand the danger you're in. My master, a magician whose magic dwarfs your 100%, now possesses the black book. Like, sir, please. Like, relax. You're very very thirsty. (laughs) Please just take a drink and we can start over. Um, Because I am but a lowly servant who has played his part in the grand scheme Join us, girl. You won't want to find out what we do to those who betray their fellow magicians. So Stop takes... calling me girl, and then maybe we yeah. can think about it. But like, first of all, second of all, this means that Moreau was never captured. So that's awkward. He's been behind all of this the whole time. Um, I will say, very disappointed in Maria Van Helsing. Um, oh wait, I'll cut that out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's very awkward. Um, even, so even if Maria hadn't been, like, exposed as, as like, you know, magician's apprentice or whatever, um, that also just, like, is a their blow biggest, to vanquishes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their biggest <laughs> triumph. Celebrity. Hate that for them. Um, so the most dangerous being in the supernatural world has the black book. Um. Magnus asks Amari um, how he how she knew, and she explains about Madame Violet. Magnus says, this changes everything. If we don't get our hands on that key, the world might not last another 24 hours. They dash to Lord Kings- Kensington, and Magnus shouts, take us directly to the chief. And that's where we end. To freedom! Yeesh. It's, it's very... Uh, it's a lot. That plot twist I love is, the pacing is real. Of this. <laughs> I love. I mean, I think we talked about the pacing of this book before as well, but I really yeah. love the pacing of this book because I feel like pretty regularly exciting things are happening. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of like filler um, chapters. Mm-hmm. And so you, it feels very like action packed, but then like, it moves this, very fast. Like, are they. Um... Like, if we weren't reading this weekly, <laughs> it goes by very quickly. Like, it's, it, you're really, like, sucked into it. Yeah, but what, but I also think that, like, the action in the beginning parts of the book are very, like, gripping and, like, mm-hmm. um, you want to know what's going on. But then this one, you know, you only we only have a couple of chapters left. And, like, this seems like, oh you know what i mean and so it's like mm-hmm. he still is able to like heighten and heighten and heighten um and there are some books where you get to this point and you're like just let's just solve it like let's just be done yeah but you don't at all get that with this and i, I love it yeah i definitely feel because i think we're only like three chapters until the end yeah. definitely reading it i remember like the first time being like yo how is this going yeah, I'm like, gonna wrap up because as you're like, oh you're my like, god, you're like, I have not many pages left. Yeah, and yeah. this seems like a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, woo. okay, who is your MVP? Um, 
Mac Magnus. Same. Magnus Mac. <laughs> Agent uh, Mac Magnus. Agent Magnus. No. Magnus. But yes. Yes, agreed. He's just really on it. He's like, you know, we're gonna promote Amari. We're gonna open this briefcase. We're gonna figure out what's going on. We need to get the black key. He's just very much like not. Yeah. Um, and especially like, shout he's out on to it, Fiona and also like, well. yeah, shout out to Fiona for real. But she wasn't in this chapter. But like, shout out to her for real. But like, I think that her. I think that sorry. I think that he's like treating Amari like an agent, and like mm-hmm. she has value and like can help in the situation. Up to the point where he also still remembers that she's a kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's not pushing her to do anything that's, like, more than, um, like, he's not expecting too much from her, even though she obviously would, wishes that he would, you know, not take into account that, uh, she's 12. But as an adult, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, it would have been very easy because we've seen, like, the, the ways in which Magnus can be protective of not just Amari, but all of his students, like the first mm-hmm. time she went to the prison, he was very against it. He did not yeah. think it was like a way to go. And so you could see a scenario in which he promotes her, gets her to open the thing and then leaves her in his office. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm not, I'm not just promoting you to use you for your fingerprint to open this case. Like, right. You have, you have earned your junior agent and I'm going to treat you as such. And so, yeah, I agree. I, I appreciate how he, what he did. But yeah, but also like honorable mention to Fiona, just for yeah, for also. making sure that they were able to do what they needed to do <laughs> without letting the haters mm-hmm. win. And just like looking out for Amari, like actually like caring, not just being like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like yeah. like Fiona and Magnus could have a hundred percent just been like, oh, sucks. That sucks. I don't know what to do. Can't help you out with that. Like could have easily done nothing um and instead are like really looking out for her in general especially Um, because like it's not just that the bureau is kind of against the It's like their boss their boss literally they have to like go against him specifically and they have the clout to do it which is like good like they do like overall he still has the final say but like they do have the like standing to make those decisions and stuff so um that helps too and like them knowing that they have that power and actually using it is great yeah who'd you bench um i've benched van helsing um <laughs> mostly because he's in this chapter but also because he's a hater like why is he a hater like you yeah. really failed her even though she did great in her exam just because you have your own biases despite she- your own family history like, and because she was able to like circumvent your obviously failed attempt to, you know, keep her down, not pass her in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. So him. So I have two. Um, the Van Helsing. I said the Van Helsing magicians because I also think a part of like the Van Helsing thing and like having this kind of clout and then the way that he. Um, the way that he just like is kind of reeling after Mer- Mer- this 
revelation about Maria is the fact that these Van Helsing magicians have gone forever without being open about who they are. And so mm -hmm. it's, you know, um, sunlight is the only disinfectant for like, what do you call it? Corruption and all of those awful things. It's like, I, I feel like if the first Van Helsing magician would have just been like, yep, I bet you're wondering how I got here. You know, you want to <laughs> know something interesting about, about me and my family. Yeah, um, we wouldn't have had, we, he wouldn't have, he would have never been in this position to kind of like, a lot of things just would have been different because mm -hmm. the Van Helsing since the first one have been influential. I'm not saying the very first Van Helsing could have, um, who caught the, Vladimir should have been the one that was like, actually, I caught him because I'm also a magician. Could have been nice, though. Well, you yeah. know? Well, who magician was versus magician and who... Yeah. Abraham, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it... But we just would have been in a whole different place. And then I also had to bench him out on Violet because... Dang. Why are you giving me riddles? It took her... <laughs> like, the, like, you're very lucky... That this man helping impostor said grins and grits or whatever to it unlocked. Well, no, she's not lucky. She looked in the future. She knew it was going to be said. So she was like, okay, but there. she could also just been like, listen here, girly. I done looked in the future and that Moreau you talking to is not the Moreau that you think it is. <laughs> and if you yeah. might want to, you might want to go back up into that prison and dispel some things and get some knowledge. But she's like, dead, so she doesn't care. That ain't got nothing to do with her. That's none of her business. Where's just, the where's the fun we'll and the petty riddles. and the where's the drama in that? You know, there is no drama in that. And that's why. And that's why she's been. I mean, I'm not saying you can't bench her. I'm just saying, I I peep I peep Don't. for vision. I get it. I love some petty as much as the next person, but when your petty mm -hmm. inconveniences me, you gonna be benched. <laughs> you inconvenience Van Helsing I'm gonna be like that was awesome I love that yeah, love that. For do you. that again that for you inconvenience me yeah. consequences choices <laughs> uh, well thanks for listening we will be back next week with chapter 31 see what what, what comes then what comes next? it's um what do you call it tense it's tense it's getting tense up in here when we're getting close mm -hmm. to the end mm -hmm. uh wither team is brought to you by black nerds create if you want to keep up with our other content you can by checking out our website at blacknerdscreate.com follow us on twitter at blk nerds create at yana wrote it at robin underscore rambles it's robin with the y and if i'm not tweeting it's because elon has decided that i'm not allowed to tweet i don't know what i did to him but Tis what it is. Um, and at poor she uh, uh follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Black Nerds Create and subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter. And also rate and review this podcast since you're listening to it and you've made it this far. Thanks, y'all. Bye.